What's up? It's Wednesday, June 22nd, and you're listening to episode 61 of the Chasing Points podcast, where you're weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name is Sam. And my name is Brandon. Hello, and Sam. Hello, Brandon. How Welcome are you? to the show. Oh, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. How's your week been, my friend? <laughs> uh, week has been pretty interesting. I mean, right. it just, I mean, it technically just my work week just started today. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's good. I'm happy to, you know, kind of get another week out of the way, but had a phenomenal weekend. Um, hope you did with Father's Day and all. Thank you, um, sir. You enjoyed yourself. Yes, sir. But had a great weekend with family and friends. It was, uh, it was nice. Okay. Sure. That's a, that's an amazing thing for sure. Uh, definitely amazing thing for sure. So I'm super happy that you had that, uh, but I'll leave the floor to you to continue doing your uh, oh. intro. You know? Okay. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Mm -hmm. um, there's some football news. There's always football news. That's the beauty of, of the is. NFL. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, golf again, which is crazy. I never thought we'd talk about golf two weeks in a row and it does not involve Tiger Woods at all. I mean, uh, we we did talk about hockey more than we've ever talked about hockey. Two true, weeks ago, dude, so we're we're, we're changing the new. game here. Yeah, yeah, every every day is a new adventure mm -hmm. for sure. Every pod, uh, you know, a lot of basketball news too. The draft is a, you know, when you're hearing this, the draft's tomorrow. Yep. And uh, but but most importantly, where we'll start today is we have a new NBA Finals champion. Congratulations <laughs> to uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, winning their fourth title. I think well, the fourth title in the Curry era we'll call it uh mm -hmm. defeating the celtics in six games uh hell of a uh finals appearance and finally uh an mvp for steph curry uh made the buckets when he had to and just showed you why he's one of the greatest two not only shooter ever but one of the greatest players ever and uh here we go another ring for his finger what do you think of uh the finals overall and uh well i guess we'll just start there well, first, Steph is the first to ever win the Magic Johnson MVP uh, for the conference, and he is the first to ever win the Bill Russell MVP award uh, for the NBA Finals. And how ironic was it to happen in Boston and not be a Celtics that won it? Um, I will now. He wants. He would like to be addressed. This so I'm going to address him this way. Uh, just for this podcast, it's because he's current champion. Uh, PK, uh, Petty King, Steph Curry, uh, the Blue Eye Assassin, as I like to refer to him as. Uh, as Sam said, has finally won the MVP. Uh, just to see how elated these guys were from winning. They started off the game a little slow. Uh, Celtics came out hot, and a lot of people thought the Celtics were going to essentially go off from there. Uh, they were wrong. Uh, the Celtics did something that I thought was absolutely stupid, Sam. What was that, Brandon? Tell and me. And what they did was they played to the Warriors' strength. They were winning the game by going inside and scoring inside, which is where their advantage has been and was the whole series. Right. And yet they started off the game that way, and as soon as the Warriors started hitting knockdown shots, and it was one particular one where Steph essentially was fading to the right on three-point on the on the three-point side of yeah, he's on the right side of the court, faded to the right, shot this awkward shot, and it went in. It's Steph Curry. After that point, the Celtics were just basically like, 
had an oh shit moment. <laughs> and it was, yeah, we can't let them outshoot us. Well, the problem is when you play that game with the Warriors, they will always outshoot you. So you should probably not do that. And that's exactly what they did. They had a true chance of winning that game and overall winning the series. But the Warriors are the Warriors uh, in uh, pulling out the series finished as uh, 4-2. Uh, so the Celtics only won two games, but they could have easily won more. Uh, but Sam and I were talking off air, and I wanted to share some blaring stats as to why they did not win. But before I do that, I do want to give a shout out to Steph, Clay, and Draymond, as this is their fourth ring. I'm sure they're listening. (laughs) I wish they were. Iggy, Uh, too. Shout out, Iggy. Yes. So this is their fourth ring. Uh, This has the MVP has put Steph into um, elite territory. Uh, He was already a Hall of Famer before this. Uh, For those that were saying that he needed the MVP, he didn't need the MVP to be one of the greatest. He is going to be the greatest shooter of all time. So that already puts you in a different stratosphere from anybody um, right off rip. But just now having the MVP uh, was huge. And you can see that Steph went and hugged his dad uh, baseline before the game was even over. You can see the tears of joy and pain uh, with all that has been going on in his family. And I don't think we talked about that on here, uh, Sam, uh, but with what was going on with this weird situation with uh, his family, uh, basically his parents swapping partners with this other couple that cheated on each other with the curries and so on and so forth. So a weird situation. What you, you didn't no, hear about this? No, dude, I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. So I'm, I'm gonna, turning into page six right I, now. I, I'm going to preface this real quick is I don't like this messy shit, but I have to say it because you can, you can see and, and just, I try to put myself in his shoes and this was going on while he was in the NBA finals while everybody was talking about him being MVP, while he's having a battle, this is the different Warriors team that's fighting an uphill battle. Normally, they're the the kings of the castle and and the the finals, but this was a, a whole uphill battle. But anyway, Dell, Steph's dad, that's his name, yeah. Yes, <laughs> apparently his mom cheated on Dell with a friend that is a former football player. It's a couple. Uh, so his wife was cheating on him with Dell. So literally they switched. It was like wife swap. Like the show essentially yeah. was that. Um, and that kind of became a blaring thing on uh, social media outlets and so on and so forth. As Steph is in the middle of playing in the finals. So Steph pays attention. He made it very, very clear. And so did a bunch of other people, which we're going to get to in a second, that they pay very close attention to what people are saying about them. They may not say during the regular season, but they use it as fuel. So that was going on. So I'm sure that added to it. Sorry for the messiness, but that that I do feel factored into his emotions and letting it out. Um, But also, I feel that they the last time they were in the finals, uh, and when they won was when they went down, uh, what you call it, when they lost to the Raptors. 
right? That was the last time they, they lost. And right. then they also had the stain of the 3-1 loss, right? And this is also and this is also their first ring without KD in a while, right? So they won the first one by themselves, then they won the next two with KD. And this is now kind of people have shunned them and said they weren't going to win another one. And now they want another one without KD and still the core three. So congratulations to them on that. All right. Now, whew, that was a lot. All right. Now there's a there's some receipts that these players kept. Uh, Steph throughout the finals against the Celtics, uh, Celtics fans wore shirts that said uh, Aisha can't cook. Uh, meanwhile, Aisha Curry has pots. Uh, she's got <laughs> recipes, TV shows, all over recipe books, yeah, all this stuff, TV right? Shows, which is ridiculous. But if you're you're a fan of sports, you understand fans will try to do anything to get under your skin just so you can lose so their team can win. And I respect it. It's it wasn't disrespectful. It's it's a part of the game, right? If it was something disrespectful, then I would be way more animated right now, but I'm not. So Steph Petty King decided to wear a shirt that said Aisha can cook, uh, which I absolutely loved. Uh, yeah. He told he told the Celtics what was going to happen. He put them to bed, super animated on the court pointing to his finger while he was on the court on the court showing him that he was getting another ring. Um, but he also referenced back to something Kendrick Perkins said on ESPN. What was it like two years ago? He put a big zero when they asked the question, if the Warriors were going to ever win again. And he made sure he said, you know, some people in the media, you know, put up zeros and stuff like that, showing that he paid attention to further this clay which was the best one clay. They were asking clay how he felt clay was in the middle of the conversation. All of a sudden just bust out and calls <laughs> Jaron Jackson jr. Of the Memphis Grizzlies, a bum, a freaking bum. And he calls him a clown. He said, I can't wait to, ret- uh, to retweet this, that thing freaking bum. So basically what Jaron Jackson said was in March of this year, he said strength and numbers, and it was when they beat the Warriors. So he remembered that he went absolutely off. He said, this guy's a bum. He's out here talking like they've been here before. Uh, they've never been it. Like when you get here, then you can talk. Right. And Clay apologized to the media. He was like, I'm sorry, guys. He was like, it just popped into my head. Right. Showing that these guys keep these receipts. This is from March 28th that he remembered this. Here we are in June (laughs) and March 28th. He remembers this exact thing and make sure that he says on this big scale after winning, this pops into his head, right? This goes even further. Ja Moran. I've heard of of him. Okay. Great player. Uh, My, one of my favorite players in the league. Absolutely. Favorite players. Yep. Uh, Ja Morant. Uh, went on to say uh, a lot of real estate, basically saying they're taking up real estate in their head, which Draymond replied and essentially said, yeah, no, we already got our real estate (laughs) and they got their rings essentially from that. So they went back and forth, back and forth. uh, Ja basically saying, you know, set it up like they want to play them on Christmas. Ja said, we'll come to you. He said, we don't care. He said, tell them to set it up. Oh, they're definitely traveling. Yeah, 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 of course they are. But I have a funny feeling 
that the NBA is going to listen and because they want ratings and they're going to make sure that's the Christmas game. One of the Christmas games. Oh, yeah, totally. I pray it is. Yeah. I pray it is because I'm telling you right now, even though the Warriors won this, do not be surprised if it's the Warriors and Grizzlies. Oh, yeah, totally. It was finals a, next year. If Ja didn't get hurt, man, how close yeah. that series would yeah. have been close. Yeah. Like it was already close enough. Mm-hmm. But like if Ja, like with Ja on the court, if, if Ja Morant didn't get hurt, who knows if the I, Warriors would have even survived that team is playing really well yeah um yeah i um i'm super intrigued by by that but let's go to the stats on the other side so as i said the celtics celtics had a chance to win uh but you can't win when you have numbers like this and i'm going to give you two 74 and 100 that is how many turnovers Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had throughout the playoffs. 74 for Brown, 100 for Tatum. And there was definitely a lot in that Warriors series, and you can't turn the ball over against the Warriors. This is what happens when you're going against a championship caliber team that has proven over and over again that they can do it. You also have two of the greatest shooters on the other end and clay wasn't even at full strength let's let's keep it honest with everybody clay no, was Clay's not had, even at full strength he's had moments this playoffs but he's nowhere near the clay that he will prime, be sure. prime clay i hope so he I will mean, be he, he'll the game's have his, better with him yeah you know? he'll have his legs under him it is this will be a full training camp that he'll have this this year uh with his legs under him with not having to worry about the injury he'll be that uh, if they bring Clay back, which I'm sure they will. Uh, I had a debate with my buddy. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to. The fan base wouldn't agree with it, and Steph and Draymond would not be happy if you did not bring Clay Clay back. So I'm sure he's going to be back, and if it's anything, it might be a two-year deal with the second year an option to, you know, essentially walk if Clay's not that because they have Jordan Poole, who – played his ass off in several games, right? Um, So what disappoints me about the Celtics before we kind of switch gears, and I have a question for you, Sam, before we get out of uh, the finals, what disappointed me about the Celtics and more specifically about Jason Tatum is at times this superstar guy or the guy that has butted into a superstar during this playoffs did not show up. No, you can't be. We were talking about him. Is he in the top five, seven, ten of the league? And the way he played, especially this finals, and the lack of almost aggression. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Why? Like I, I feel like I didn't see him drive, drive the lane at all. No. And like he's huge. Yeah. Like he's, he's got a, like, he's almost like he's afraid to not get hurt or hit or, you know, scuffed up, but what, especially when the Warriors play such a small ball lineup and, you know, it's just, I mean, the, the pit, I would, I would have bet that Jalen would have had more turnovers just because the dude can't triple, but um, yeah, it's just wild to see that. Like it, it I'm not going to say he took a step 
backwards, but I think we need to put on ice the like, J- is Jalen uh, Jason Tatum a super superstar? You I, know, I I'm I'm not Sam. I'm just gonna okay. I'm gonna combat you. That's fair. No, here, I'm not. Here. I'm not married to it. I'm no, not like I, I'm I not. Yeah, it's just I think well, we. I mean, he's young. He's 24, 25. Well, that's why I still. That's why I won't. I don't necessarily agree with it because I do think he's a superstar. I just think he just not. I don't think he just ran into four time champs. Oh well, yeah. At that point, yeah. I'm three time champ. Again, right? I'm not. I'm married. I'm not married to this. Mm-hmm. I'm. You can easily. I don't even know if I believe it that much, but <laughs> I, I love Jason Tatum. Yeah. I was yeah. just disappointed, especially after two weeks, three weeks ago. We're talking yeah. about how he's you know made that jump and he did he did make that jump yeah he shut down kd shut down Giannis, right so and then you come here and then you kind of uh disappear and you know what i don't know if you heard but he's changing his number from zero to 24 this offseason oh i didn't know he's taking kobe's number okay okay so brother I, i i love you you're probably one of the only duke players that i actually really really like <laughs> so that's saying a lot for me yeah that's a, like, that's I a big love one. his demeanor i love his son deuce who is an awesome kid just seeing them on the court and interacting with the players and how they he's basically just a he's, part of the celtics right deuce deuce is in the riley curry yes echelon of yes. sports kids mm-hmm. like he's he's the man he's he'll, definitely the man i i'm calling it now he's gonna be a ball player and he'll probably be a yeah. really good one too but Jason, if you're gonna if you're gonna put on that 24, you better have that mama mentality that Kobe told you to have and every day you and, and that because that number we know why you're putting that number on because that's who you look up to. You wore the damn sweatband on it, which is still wild to see a Celtics player wear a Laker colors Lakers yeah. on while you're playing in a Celtics jersey, but whatever. I'm surprised that's still not talked about that much, but whatever. Um so yeah, I I I know you're a phenomenal talent, but they need we'll see what happens. And I also think, and I'm saying this right now too, Marcus Smart will be better next year. I mean, he was defensive player of the year and he kind of he had but I mean I think he was hurt. Yeah, I, mean I think he was hurt too. Yeah. Well, he he this is his first full year playing point guard. So I think offensively he'll be better because he didn't play a terrible, he didn't play terrible at all. He's more of a defensive player, but he has offense. When he came out of Oklahoma State, he was an offensive problem, right? So I'm sure I'm sure he'll get better this offseason. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens with him. But enough about this finals. It was uh it was great. I don't know if you saw the parade seeing uh anything is possible. Clay. Yeah, yeah, anything's possible, Clay, and out here stumbling. And he's did you see when he stumbled and knocked over the girl? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Clay was wild. Um, but Draymond being Draymond said, I'm still going to be on Twitter talking crazy. Uh, he's still going to answer all this. Hey stuff, man, so. He's got a podcast to promote. I mean, he's been going at, after pretty much everybody and calling him himself and some others, the new media going against essentially old media. So that's been a topic of discussion now. So I, I will save that for another time, maybe even the next podcast, who knows? Um, but anyway, yeah. I'll talk to you about the next podcast in a, in a, when we get off air. But oh, oh, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, we might have a guest. Let's just put it that way. Oh, um, so Kenny Atkinson. Hey, can I cement 
Steph Curry right now? Cement. Cement. Finals MVP, yes. four-time champion, eight-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA, two-time MVP, two-time scoring leader, 24-6-5 and five in the regular season, 27-6-5 and five in the playoffs. That's from KOC at the ringer. Hmm. Dude's a, a living legend. Uh, yes, he is. I am a Steph Curry apologist. To protect um, him at all costs. Protect the dude. All right. Kenny Atkinson, yes. the your former head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, but she was still the head coach. Um, I think the last time we were talking, he was close to becoming the Charlotte Hornets no, head oh, coach. No, he wasn't close. He committed. Or we talked about him last class. I don't know, yeah. man. Every day is a blur. It's um, okay. He committed. He was the yeah. head coach. What happened, Hayes? What happened? Uh, he is no longer going to be the head coach because the Warriors won <laughs> and he's staying in Golden State. So basically, as I read between the lines, because I didn't read any further reports or read into it because I didn't need to to understand what happened here. Uh, I just won a championship with the Warriors. Mike Brown is leaving to go to be the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Kenny Atkinson is going to be the second guy in charge. He has a potential chance of winning another ring next year. Um, so I can go in coach LaMelo and know that we're going to be playing in the East where we're going against the Bucks, the Nets, the Bulls, uh, yeah. So on and so forth. Celtics, Celtics. Yep. So, so on and so forth. Um, or I can stay here with the Warriors and we can be a top contender next year and potentially get another ring. I'm going to stay with the Warriors and then that's exactly what he did. I don't need to read an article and know what he did there. It's, you're a basketball fan. You can understand what happened. I just want to ring. I like the taste of this. I'm staying my ass here. Um, but they need a replacement. And apparently, from news that I heard today, Mike D'Antoni oh, actually had a... Huh? Oh, joy. Yeah, yeah. He he He's having a meeting with Jordan about the job. Uh, so, I mean, that's going to be great for LaMelo because he likes to run and gun, but that's just... Yeah. The problem is with the Hornets is not scoring. The problem is getting scored on. <laughs> that was their problem last year. They could not hold a lead, but that was it. They could not defensively stop it. Yes, they're young, and these these players are going to keep molding, and, and LaMelo is exactly what myself and Dame, friend of the show, also uh, has been on the show, have said for a while when people doubted us, uh, that LaMelo was going to be the best ball brother and he has proven that already and that he was going to be something in this league. And he's also proven that already. So offensively, they're good defensively ah, and you're bringing non-defensive coach in. So Man. good luck is, is all I, really I don't get. I mean, I'm a little biased here cause I, I'm a Knicks fan, but everything mm-hmm. the Knicks do is pretty horrible, but I hate, I just don't like it worked with Steve Nash and Amari and the pick and roll and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know it's all about offense in the league and defense is secondary, but we just saw what great defensive teams can do. The Celtics decided to play hard defense in the middle of like February and completely changed the demeanor of this team with a rookie head coach and certainly talent and drove this team to a finals MVP. Yeah, no, Chris Middleton. Yeah, you know, the Heat were down, you know, weren't at full strength and had their moments and all, all that and the nets and uh, yeah, sure. But I just, there's, there's always a place. I don't want to be the old guy on the yard, like yelling at stuff, but like 
there's always a place for defense and I just don't understand the Mike D'Antoni offense. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I, I don't, I mean, I, every team that he's pretty much touched is yes, they have great offense, but they never yeah. play defense. Like that's, that's the, that's the end of it for me is that like, they never have going to be like LaMelo ISO for like every possession because like, I'm, you know, don't want to see that, you know, no, I don't, I don't think they want to see that either, but I mean, this is the type of teams that he has. Like if I was Mike D'Antoni, I would legit be like, okay, I run the offense and I hire assistant coach. That is a really strong defensive coach. Right. Just kind of like in football, if I'm an offensive minded coach, like I want my defensive coordinator to be a very strong defensive coordinator. So you handle handle this and we collaborate together. Right. And make sure it's done. Right. So, um, but I'm, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens, see if he even gets that. Um, I guess another thing that we'll see what happens is the ever-continuing saga of Kyrie Irving. Um, just when I thought my offseason might be calm and not have to hear about my team unless they were talking about, will the Nets win or blah, blah, blah. That's all I thought I was going to hear. But now I just saw it the other day and I was like, mm, saw it on Twitter first. I was like, I hope this is not real. And now it's been talked about on ESPN, Fox Sports, pretty much every news or sports media outlet of Kyrie potentially leaving Brooklyn. Um, so first, before I dive into this, Sam, uh, what is your thoughts on this uh, Kyrie saga? I get it. So the idea here is that the net, like whose option is it? Is it? Kyrie's, Kyrie's option Kyrie's he has until he has until tomorrow when you yeah and Thursday. he could pick it up it's like for like 40 million dollars I think or, 30 36 yeah, five yeah close close mm-hmm. to there I don't I don't know I've I've heard a lot of New York sports media over the last couple days like I don't even know if I'd want him on the Knicks like is he gonna show like is he gonna play I I think he's a transcendent talent. He is, if he's on the court for 82 games, hell, 75 games, he will, he can single-handedly change your team. Yes. His head screwed on, right? And I get all the, we've talked about it ad nauseum for the last year and a half, mm-hmm. all the off the court stuff and, and speaking for the, the, the voiceless and, and doing all of that. But I just have, I have trouble like. And it probably, you know, probably front offices across the league are thinking the same thing. Like, is this dude going to show up and play? And like what Kyrie is going to show up to the facility each day? Yeah. I think those um, are valid questions. It's it's June, June 29th, the deadline, Kyrie Irving uh, for a 36.9. Okay. I was off by four um, player option. Uh, that is approaching fastly. Um, so he has the option. So what people think is that there's no way Kyrie wants to leave is that this is just his way to leverage. Oh yeah, dude. He's got it made in contract. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't want to leave in Brooklyn. He sent a cryptic uh, gift from the wire, which is a, if you, I don't have the time to explain one of the greatest shows ever made to you guys, but you should watch it if you've never watched it. But anyway, um, why why leave right you got KD all the way here 
I think their friendship is too strong for him to leave. I don't, I just believe this is a smoke screen just for Kyrie, just to try to get paid more. I know the Nets are weary of uh, re-signing him or not even just re-signing him, but giving him a long contract. Um, I don't think they have a problem bringing him back, but just extend a extended contract, a max contract. They don't want to do to, to several of your points, but also the fact they don't know if Kyrie's going to retire in the middle of this. Right. They don't know what Kyrie is going to do. That's like a true fear. Is he going to retire in the middle of this contract? Right. They don't know what Kyrie they're getting in. Think about this. Him and KD have not played a full season together yet. They've been on the same team now for what, three years? And they haven't played one full season together. Last year was not because of health, was due to Kyrie not getting vaccinated. You can fault him or not fault him. He could have got the shot. He didn't want to get the shot. It's his body. Sam and I have said this on numerous occasions, his choice, right? But it did affect the team because they the did team not sport have and ex- yeah. 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 Everybody else on the team got it. They, the rest of the team is trying to gel, but we'll see, right? But the reason why I don't see Kyrie leaving to go to uh, the Lakers or to the Knicks or um, to one of these other teams is because I, the, the pieces that the Nets have, they need, they do need to get a little bit more athletic, but they have two of the top 10, three point shooters in the league. That's Seth Curry, Joe Harris. KD is no slouch when it comes to three either. (laughs) Okay. So you got KD as well. And you have a person that people seemingly just keep forgetting because he hasn't played in a whole year, but that'd be Ben Simmons. Right. Yeah. So, so a wild card. It, it, it is. But if it's, if it's, no, ben it could Simmons totally work cold, out. Yep. Yeah. You don't have anything to worry about. Right. So I don't think Kyrie leaves for the fact that he has all that at his disposal. It's right here. It's a favorite team that he grew up watching. He's right at home. He can see his family whenever he wants to essentially. His pops will be at the game easily. Instead of having his pops fly across country, he can see his family, uh, easy access. He loves being in New York. Uh, he loves the atmosphere, right? This is, I don't see him leaving. Um, and I, I think if he leaves, uh, this hurts his legacy and it hurts Katie's legacy because they both left two opportunities, clearly, as we both see, that both teams that they've left were in the NBA Finals. They both left two opportunities that they could have had chances to get rings. Celtics were missing a point guard in that series. Warriors were not (laughs) missing KD. I mean, it would have definitely helped, but they were not missing KD, right? So I'm truly, truly curious to see what's going to happen. But I, I, Sam, I have no doubt in my mind that he's, he's resigning now. I'll say. Yeah. And the Nets are in a hard spot too, because KD's, nearing the end of his prime what is mm-hmm. he he's our age you know mm-hmm. and you know you this team has to win now especially with all the assets they've given away over the last couple of years with various trades oh well a buddy of mine and uh, K- yeah and katie hasn't broken yet to Ka- Kyrie. he's not going to do it now he stood by his side yeah, for all, through all of this yeah. yeah so buddy of mine said to me uh yeah, I, you know, I think it's time for you guys to part ways with Kyrie. And I was like, why? He's like, all the antics and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Now, I at times take his advice with a grain of salt because he's a Knicks fan. Um, and no offense to you, Sam. But 
I think you understand where I'm coming from with this. Uh, but he's telling me, it, you know, all the antics, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'd much rather have Kyrie on my team with his with the antics that he has than to have to play against him. Just much rather that. I don't – you can deal with all the other stuff. And Kyrie is – even though he's wants to do things himself, like he was holding practices after Steve Nash was – doing practice, having practices, team practices. I don't know if you heard that or not. Yeah. Like things like that, that he's essentially undermining the head coach. Like that's got to stop. So they need to sit down with him. Like, listen, we'll, we'll pay you this, but you got to realize you got to stop doing all this stuff. Like plain and simple. We want you here. We want to give you this money, but some of this stuff has got to stop. And so I would give him the contract, but there's got to be a lot of things to cover the nets. Like essentially if you do this, this, and this, you don't get this and so on. Yeah, they need they, to have they all have that. they have to reside them. Yes. I think they're yes. in a position where they have to. Yeah, but especially like right after they got eliminated, and he's talking about how him and Kevin are gonna like work with the front office and develop this team, and completely just throwing Nash aside and like that stuff. It's a mess, dude. It's got to be a mess in Brooklyn. There's gonna be a book written about it at some point. It's there has to be. And it's all because wow. Kyrie. I just don't yeah. understand what happened to the quiet kid that came out of, uh, came out of Duke, came out of Jersey, New York, right, and and acting as if he is the GM of the team or he knows best of everything. And it's like, yes, you're you're one of the greatest point guards with handle, period, right? But you haven't won anything on your own, period. And when things got tough in Boston. You left. So I don't want to hear it, dude. Like you, you've done so much. You're you've burned bridges. Like if this is regular workforce, like you would have burned so many bridges that people wouldn't even want to hire you, type thing. But being that you have this talent, that's the reason that he's staying in the league. Now I know he's a great guy, he's a philanthropist off the court. Yeah. He does a lot of great stuff like that. And stuff we'll never know of, too. Yep. Yeah, yep. And there's definitely stuff that we'll never know of. So I want to big him up for that. Yeah, but totally. This is all you hear, and this this definitely soils his character. Is the best way I can say that. So you're you're the sneaker guy, obviously. Listen to for the love of hype wherever you listen to this podcast, because mm-hmm. um, Brandon and his uh, his crew do a great job every Nike. week giving you a new episode. What do you think? Uh, what do you does. think happens with Nike? Because there's been talks of. Is it a smokescreen like Nike not wanting to move forward with an extension? Is the feeling mutual? Like, do you think there's any like fire there? Like, what, what no, do you think, think of that situation? I, I think it's, I think Nike's in the same predicament as the Nets. The Nets. Because the shoe is really popular. Yeah, yeah, it is. But the difference is here that they have plenty of other players. And a lot of there's always going to be a new next up and coming player, right? So Kyrie, right. you have only so many years left in the league. Whatever you go, do whatever you want to do, right? If you remember, Dwayne Wade was on, went from Converse to Jordan, was on Jordan for the longest, and then he went and made way of Wade, right? So players do it. Jimmy Butler was on Jordan for the longest, and now he's wearing. I think he went to Adidas and now he's wearing something else or he went to way of Wade's for a little bit. I think he's on that now. Um, so I don't know. I, Nike essentially does not need Kyrie, right? They have, he have, they have KD. I'm sure Devin Booker is going to get a, a shoe soon. 
Um, they have plenty of players remaining. They have LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, like that alone in itself. But they have plenty of players that they can continue to give uh, sneaker deals to. They, they, they look like they're shying away from giving people sneaker deals, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting to see what they do. But I think they're going to wait to see what Kyrie does with this next contract, right? See how long it is. And they'll probably do something that'll mirror that, but they'll probably have a bunch of stipulations in the contract. As yeah. Well. They want an escape clause too. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody does, which is sad. It's sad that they even have to think about that. Cause that's the type of, uh, with the talent he has, it's, it's wild. Um, speaking of talent, two generational players, man, the segues today from you are, and play you know you know this is what i do man you know uh kd charles barkley back and forth back and forth back and forth uh charles barkley came on was it his first take that was get up came on and basically said that the old timers uh won't give kd the respect that he deserves until he wins one on his own said that yes they were they he's an all-time great already but he does not feel that katie he said katie is not going to get the respect from old timers until he actually is the one that does this uh he called out katie and said uh with the whole bus driver situation that he basically was uh that he wasn't driving the bus when he was in uh, Golden State, which is nonsense. He was. KD was the best player. Steph and everybody else took the backseat to KD when he was there. And they knew they had to to get yes. him there. Yes, absolutely. But even though he was driving the bus, as they keep using this analogy and driving it into the ground, um, <laughs> they he also came to a team that already was a proven winner prior to him. But they needed KD to beat LeBron. That's why they got KD because they knew they weren't going to beat LeBron without having a talent like that. And that's what happened. Um, they could have won three rings, but we saw obviously what happened with the Achilles injury with uh, KD. But uh, this is, this is so blasphemous to hear Charles who, who always says stuff like this. And it's just super, super annoying. So here's the, here and this is i think this is the exact quote that he he said right here he said kobe said i had to win a championship without shaq lebron said i had to win a championship without wade and bosh uh that's the way these things work before katie gets uh the great respect from all the old heads he's going to have to win a championship as the bus driver listen he joined that team that already won a championship no disrespect that's just facts KD's an all-time hell of a player, but until he's the guy on a championship team, we're not going to ever give him the respect that he probably deserves. The game hasn't changed. Kobe said it. LeBron said it. And so we're going to hold him to the same high standard. Now, I don't think he said anything wrong here at the same time. Okay? I also know KD's kind of, sensitive when it comes to people coming at him and i get it a little bit yeah just just a little bit right um i don't think 
I think a lot of people take because Charles just says what's on his mind and it may not always come out the right way, right? The right verbiage. Uh, but he's not wrong in saying that KD needs a ring by himself to essentially be like, you know, I'm this guy. But who is the, I mean, Charles Barkley, who doesn't have a famously ring. doesn't have one. Yes. But like, what was the last basketball superstar to, win one quote unquote by himself uh well i think they're trying to give because like the i understand it i understand i mean he was he joined an already loaded team and what he did with that team was impressive they lost nine games in a year like i get it but like what was the last i'm just trying to think was it like dirk nowitzki like when was the last like I would say so. Yeah, Giannis even had Chris Middleton, who's not. I mean, maybe Giannis. Well, Giannis had Chris Middleton, but Chris Middleton was drafted by who? Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. So that's. I think that's where he's going with it because Kobe, Kobe, Shaq, just because like the Lakers. I think there's a lot of resentment about the whole player empowerment era. What when it comes do, to the old guys, well. so especially. Yeah. I mean, I've lost track of how many teams KD's been on. How many teams Jimmy Three. Butler's been on? And yeah, right. no, I know. I mean, I, I, ultimately, <laughs> I know, but like, there's just been so much movement. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's what he's trying to to refer to is that LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami to win a championship, and then after he did that, he was like, "I gotta go win gotta without do. you too." Right. Goes and he wanted to bring one to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, and he goes to Cleveland. Yes, Kyrie was there, right, and. Kyrie was this budding superstar, but really wasn't doing anything without LeBron there. And then they go and get K-Love and then they build it from there. Right. And so I, I get it. I, I get what he's saying, but I mean, KD is already going to be an all-time great. He is an all-time great. He's going to be a first ballot hall of famer. Um, he's going to go down in history, probably as the greatest scorer ever um, to this point. Um, so I hear both of their arguments is valid, right? Uh, Katie even went on to say uh, that these old timers are basically just like jealous that, you know, we're making this type of money and, and doing this stuff that we're doing again, referencing what you just said of the player empowerment error. Um, And then Charles Barkley saying when he was on hockey last night for the avalanche and lightning uh, game, he basically said, which is wild. Yeah. Which is super wild. uh, Basically saying that, yeah, he's like, no, like, NBA players tweet about him like whenever he says something. He was like, hockey players just worry about playing the game. So taking another shot, right? Um, I I don't know. It's it's I think there I think there is some bitterness from Charles Barkley that he didn't win it. And he is before Tim Duncan, for those that aren't aware, Charles Barkley changed what a power forward looked like and played like. And I don't think he gets an, enough recognition anymore, at least from this generation, because we are so used to seeing what Tim Duncan came in. Like before there was no That's Tim Duncan, Ch- Charles Barkley was the greatest power forward ever. And then Tim Duncan came in and destroyed that. So here we are. But Charles was no slouch. He just was in the era of playing against the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. So he could have, and if he had, if he had the help that, other superstars had mm-hmm. things would have been different but. absolutely absolutely 
So, I mean, I get I get both perspectives. I just I love it for media purposes, and I'm sure media loves it, too. Sure. I mean, we've just spent 15 minutes on it. Yeah. Whatever. 10 yeah. minutes on it. Yeah, I, I I enjoy it so much. I can't wait to see you continue talking because I know they're going to continue to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Katie is just like Katie's going at every like going back at everyone. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like and that's just kind of who he is. But yeah, I mean, he's just. Man, it's just wild. like his, I don't want to call him soft because I don't think he is, but he's certainly sensitive. Yeah, his his he's got. It never before. he never comes out looking even if he's right he never comes out really looking like it almost comes off as petty and like he should just keep his mouth shut but i respect him for trying to set for speaking his mind and setting the record straight and stuff but i just don't think it's perceived very well especially with it's not because people are still not getting they're still not used to players speaking their mind right that's and not true being too. censored right yeah. so i think you you also have to I, I grew up playing basketball right i grew up in being on the courts and when somebody says something to you you don't respond you're essentially considered a punk right, right you don't right. you that's can fair. respond in whichever way you want to i mean the most valid way was just to get him back on the court right and and be like okay what were you saying again like that type of thing right but he can't play against Charles Barkley. So how do you get him back? You talk about me on, on the media. I come back and I talk about you and, and state facts about you, right? Like he's, every time he's called out Charles is he's always pointed back to Charles's career, right. And talking about the stuff that he didn't do. And like, you're talking about me and this is where I am in my career and what I've done and what you've done. So what place do you have talking about me? It's, it's always like a, it's a diss thing. It's just a part of the culture is if you know you talk about me, you better be prepared because I'm going to come back and say something to you. And if you don't have any ammo to come back at me, then, oh, well, that's your problem. So it's just this is what I, I think people are seeing what like street basketball is and what basketball is in general uh, of players being. They're tired of having to be silent just to be, you know, get the sponsorships and and doing right. this stuff like it's. This Charles KD is essentially Charles Barkley, though. That's if you think, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, he's fair. essentially Charles Barkley because you mentioned the, I'm not a role model. You mentioned the new media, Draymond. Yeah. I mean, we saw Pat Bev run in his mouth and not. I mean, what was so was so shocking about the whole thing is he's an active player that's got to lace him up come October. So it's just a new thing to see, but it's not going to go away. No, not at all. Yeah, you're up. You're right. It's not going away. It's not. It's never going to go away because media is media and it's always going to be here and they have a job to do. So, I mean, you either deal with it, you confront it the way you want to or you stay silent on it. But I'm sure he's tired of hearing it. And then I get it. I you, at some point, you everybody has a breaking point or they just feel like saying what they feel like saying. And I'm definitely a person saying that that wears my heart on my sleeve. So I get it. I get it. Um, I know. We love you. Speaking of stuff you. that's trying to go away. <laughs> Yeah, the son uh, Watson and his counsel settled 20 of the now 24 cases, assault cases against him. Uh, here's a quote. We're working through the paperwork related to those settlements. Busby is Busby his lawyer. Yes. Then the statement. Once we have done so, you put the notes together. I appreciate it. Nope, no problem. Once we've done so, <laughs> those particular cases will be dismissed. The terms, basically, they're not going to talk about how much I shelled out to these 20 women. Um, they're not going to comment further. I mean, the some of the 
uh, allegations that came out in recent weeks too about like the Texans knowing about this and like kind of aiding and abetting this and um you know a, another uh lawsuit was filed now I I just personally think you know I don't uh condone clearly any of it and I th- you know we're we're both kind of uh, appalled by it but I think the NFL is going to make a statement with this and I wouldn't not expect to see Deshaun Watson lace him up for the the Browns this year. Yeah, no, nah, there's I don't think there's any way that we see him touch the field at all this year. Um it I I was reading to Sam that there's rumors that there's going to be a significant suspension. I don't know what they deem to be significant, but I think it's just going to be a year at least. Uh so that means that it'd be two years in a row that he didn't play. Um I if they went two years, Sam, that would be crazy. I mean, Trevor Bauer got two years, and that was just one one case. And we're not, and again, we hate talking about this because we it makes us sick to our stomach. Um, but we just we're a sports podcast, and we're going to talk about the sports yep. aspect of this. And I hate saying it was only one woman with Trevor Bauer, and here's twenty four, but like. There, they he should he should get suspended for two years. I have no problem with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think what the Browns did, I understand what the Browns did from a football aspect. They have spent their entire existence looking for a franchise quarterback. It's been it's been a joke for twenty years since they've come back into the league. Um, but you know he's he's going to pay the price for what he did, whether it's, you know, you know, he's not being found guilty of anything, at least yet. And you're innocent until proven guilty. And settling is technically not an admission of guilt, but yep. in the court of public opinion, he's it is. And that's what the Browns have had to to be worried about. Or and it seems like the Browns just don't care either. Because you don't you don't shell out all that money and give up all those assets if you don't, you know. It's more I, than taking a risk, you know. I, I just think situations like this are more common. So teams oh, yeah, totally. are are able to kind of forgive. And, and as we've seen, there's been a ton of settlements outside of uh, the court. I mean, we can rest in peace to the to late Kobe Bean Bryant uh, with his situation of the young lady saying that he raped her and goes to find out that this young lady through the evidence is a young lady that messed around with several people, so on and so forth. But, and that wasn't the case, but they settled outside of court, right? Nobody's there except for that person, the individual accused and the person, the victim, right. Or the person that's deemed to be the victim. Right. So I'm not going to be here to point fingers, but I've seen it both ways. I've seen it ways where people are doing a money grab, which is absolutely disgusting. And now you've yeah. ruined somebody's life. And then I've also seen people that are guilty of actually doing it because they're disgusting people, right? We're not here to play judge and jury. That's what they did there. And clearly these are not, he's not found guilty on any of these. And this is why it's settling. But the fact that this is all this messy situation, as Sam said, the court of public opinion is where he's going to be judged. But I'm going to be honest, just like I said, the same thing with Travis Scott on the For the Love of Hype podcast is people are going to talk about it for a little bit. Yep. 
they're going to forget about it in about six months. And he's going to be back to playing football. Yep. And it's just going to be business as usual. This is right. why the NFL, this is why uh, major celebrities take, they have publicists, they take a hiatus, something, two other, two or three big events will happen in that time that'll make you completely forget about what that person does. They're going to end up creeping back in and doing what they have to do. And that's it. This is how this works in this day and age is people yeah, hey, have short term right. memories and that's it. Yeah, whether you just, like it or not, to sensitize to this yep. stuff, and it's yep, it's a shame, but it's just it, what it is, and it's what have you done for, what can you do for me uh, yep. on the field is yep. essentially what it is, um, because Deshaun Watson is in his prime, he's fresh off of a year not playing, he's healthy, and he's a dynamic football player and a changer, game changer at the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can make the case that he's an elite quarterback in this league. He is. You know, it's been a while since we've seen him, but he can certainly, he certainly makes any team that he's under the center for a playoff team. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's just, just to that point, I think it's just going to be really interesting to see yeah. what he looks like when he comes back. Um, Jacoby Brissett better be ready. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. But speaking of coming back, uh, somebody that's not coming back is Gronk, uh, apparently. Uh, Gronk officially retired today again. <laughs> Seems like him and Tom just have a, a deal with each other. Like, let's see how many times we can retire. Um, Sam seems to believe that Gronk is going to come back. He just doesn't want to be there for spring training or off-season training, which he has admitted to on numerous occasions that he doesn't enjoy. Uh, and Sam still believes that he's going to pretty much come back. I'm right here, but thanks for speaking for me. I, I, I'm, I am speaking for you because I'm putting you, I'm putting you on your cliff, on your ledge. You have at it. Oh, I'm saying we're not in the same room, but I'm staring right at you, which is a weird concept. But I am. I'm looking dead at you. Right yeah, it's now. creepy that you're looking and, at me like this. Thank you. Um, I just, yeah, I just think Gronk is Gronk. He doesn't want to practice. And if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be back with Tom in Tampa Bay. I mean, here's a guy who admitted to filming him doing drills <laughs> in different T-shirts uh, just so he and he'd send them to the Bucks every day just because he didn't want to do them. I mean, this is it's like if if you didn't know that news clip and you had to guess what player that was like three guesses and you'd probably get it on the second first or second try that it's grown. I just, yeah, I think if he does come back, it's definitely with the bucks and I would not be surprised at all. If come August, you know, uh, he, he comes back, back he doesn't yeah. play in any, any preseason games and he's just ready to go for week one. I would not be surprised at all. I wouldn't either um, to be honest, but I, I kind of hope he does retire. Um, I, I just, I want to see him in media more. Um, oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, and this is coming from a Jets fan, but yeah, well, there you go. Well, I mean, he's I, mean a lot you don't, of fun. I mean, you don't hate him as much as you hate Tom. I mean, you know, I've even come to the fact that like, I, I've always respected Tom Brady. I'm not like one of these, like F the Patriots kind of guy. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I have a bigger beef with Bill. Um, but you know, sure. yeah, that's, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, 
shout outs to Gronk if he stays retired. Uh, hell of a career. Uh, I think at this point, he's considered to be the best tight end ever to grace a football field, statistically. Um, I definitely would put some other tight ends ahead of him athletically. Uh, but he's he was an absolute monster. Just I thought about it the other day, man, because um, I was scrolling through Netflix, and then I end up seeing the Aaron Hernandez doc show up again on there, which I watched, and just thinking of what it could have been if Aaron Hernandez and Gronk could have stayed on the field together. That would have been one of the greatest duos. Like, who who was stopping them? Like, when they were playing together, like, nobody was stopping them then. And you had Tom, right? So what 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 could have been? Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, Gronk or Tony Gonzalez, who you got? Ah, uh, I got Tony. I love Tony way too much. Gronk or Shannon Sharp? Mm, I'll take... I love Uncle Shannon, but I'm going to take Gronk. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, I love love Uncle Shannon, but Tony Gonzalez to me is still he's he's like he's the Charles Barkley, Tim Duncan of tight end. He's he's the one that changed the tight end position for me to being that athletic hybrid guy that can move like oh, yeah, a man. wide receiver. Duncan the goalpost, like it was yeah, you know? ex- exactly. Yeah, exactly. there was an athlete playing tight end and not yes. just a lead blocker. Or, Correct. So yeah. it, it changed the game. So he was that for me. So. Yeah. Speaking of changing the game, we're killing it with the segues today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this last week, uh, the live golf controversy yep. and how we would not be surprised if more stars from the PGA uh, migrate over to um, live. And one of the guys we threw out there was Brooks Kepka. Well, it happened. Brooks is the latest to join. He said, uh, the following when asked about if he'd stay with the PGA because up to this point, there's been nowhere else to go. So the fact it's a pretty sweet deal with, I guess when you can, you know, we talked about the sports washing and everything else last week, but essentially they're getting paid a lot more money, even if they don't win and they can still compete in majors. Well, I I got a I got a point to this because Brooks is actually, I actually really, like, I don't watch golf like that. The only time I watch golf is when I see Tiger on and I watch something from there. But if I were to watch golf on a regular basis, uh, Brooks would probably be my guy because I like how outspoken he is. Um, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy, you know, the banter between him and Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know if it's banter. They, the well, two of them yeah, they really don't other. like each other. But either. it's yeah, I res- it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, yeah, I respect it. Yeah, they they respect each other too. But it's pretty funny that in in Golf Digest in 2020, Brooks said this: "Money doesn't matter. It's not something that's important. I just want to be happy. Money's not going to make me happy. I just want to play against the best." Goes on to say. If somebody gave me 200 million tomorrow, it's not going to change my life. What am I going to get out of it? I already have enough money that I could retire now, but I don't want to. I want to play golf. Okay. Now, last week, he was hounded by reporters about the live tournament, which he continuously was saying this tournament happened 
uh, last week. Why are we still talking about this? Blah, blah, blah. And he said the media was casting a black cloud over the U.S. Open. Then turns around and goes and signs with Liv. <laughs> um, I just think it's really, really interesting. Uh, what, who was it? I think it was the was it the New York Times that called this. Where is it that they called this basically? Um, term. Damn, why do I have it right now? Uh, they basically called this whole situation uh, a fraternity, meaning these are frat boys talking about the the players that have left to go over to live uh, and play this because of all of the controversy that is there. All this is, is a, as we mentioned before, a funded now tour that their pockets are deep. Apparently they're trying to hire some of the most talented artists to come and do concerts as well while these are going on and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of stuff just going on here, but I think, what impacted, and I'll I'll let the cat out of the bag. The guest next week, if we can configure this to work out, would be our buddy Harrison, uh, who loves golf and is a actual phenomenal golf player. Um, but he he watches and religiously is there for golf, so he can give us even more about this, Sam. Uh, but just having conversations with him and seeing kind of what's going on the PGA is essentially shot themselves in the foot with their stance of basically saying it's either you, you get down or lay down. You're either with us or you're not with us. And these guys are like, well, you don't pay us enough. So we're going to go here and we're going to get paid and we're still going to play against major competition anyway. So we get to pay, we get to play against the people we want to play against and we also get paid. So I'm just wondering what's the, who's the next domino to fall because there's going to be another one. I'm yeah. curious. Um, you know, having money is not everything. Not yeah. having it is. Wow. Sam's been, Sam's been on point today with the bars. I just have to say been that. Dropping a lot of bars uh, offline today. Yes. Yes. It's, and it's been Kanye bars. So I appreciate it. So, yes. Yeah. That is absolutely right, sir. Uh, yeah. More I, sneaker I talk curious. coming up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's true. I mean, yeah. There's, there's still, you know, uh, the Rory's and the Jordan Speeps of, and, you know, et cetera out there like who's who's next but yeah i guess we'll uh uh look forward to harrison coming on we could chat more about it and just yeah. kind of see where it goes mm-hmm. uh let's play honorable mention that's not really a game but just again these are things that we saw from the week that we just wanted to highlight talk a little bit about mm-hmm. we talked last week about our girl sabrina Inescu from the new york liberty for you know one of the greatest college uh, female basketball players of all time. She got her own PE from from Nike, her own uh, player edition shoe. You like it? Eh. Yeah. It was just eh for me. It's it was cool like, that she got one. No, I'm happy that she got one, but it was just eh. I I love I love the Liberty colorway, so it it had that that mint colorway with a little yellow in it. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Uh. But outside of that, it's just like you know. It's uh, just, eh, she had better kicks when she was in uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, but off the court, I mean, she's definitely coming to her own on the court um, mm-hmm. and, and making that leap in year three. And of course, year one, she was hurt. Um, yes. But off the off the court, especially where these these women do not nearly get paid what they should. 
um, she's she's building an uh, impressive brand for herself. Certainly, she is. teaming up with like a lot of different athletes and and uh, obviously Nike and and different things. She's you know, kudos to her and like to see her get that money. Hey, uh, speaking of money, the <laughs> heir of Walmart, Robert Walton is uh, allegedly buying the Denver Broncos for a reported $4.6 billion. I should have been on Do You Care? Because I don't care. All right, it's Do You Care. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> care either. Um, yeah, that's it's fine. just a lot of money. That's a, that's lot, a lot of, of money. money. Yeah, that's isn't that like the highest purchase now? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money. Must be nice to have all that money just to be like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a football team and I don't need anybody to go in with me on a partnership. I can just buy it on my own. Have fun. Yeah. You imagine? Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't need investors. I, I am know. the investor. Yeah, exactly. Legit. That's that's a mic drop right there. Sammy, I don't know what got into you today, but I like it. Bring this energy all the time. Whoa. Okay. Exactly. Speaking of, you know, Russell Wilson. Well, I guess we didn't drop his name, but. Uh, his former coach, you know, that he won a Super Bowl with and went to another one with and could could have won two, but you know, they didn't want to pay Russ certain incentives, so they, I mean, they didn't want to play March on certain incentives, so they threw the ball instead. Do you but think if they ran ran it with Marshawn, they would have scored? Yes, <laughs> yes, there's no way Marshawn puts his man. team on a bat like never seen somebody put his team on a bat like that, dude. Okay, that's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. You see, I saw that. I saw a clip with him and Peyton mm-hmm. from like Peyton's probably, I think it was probably from his ESPN plus show. Place, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I take a shot before the game. And Peyton's yeah. like, of what? And he looks at him like, he's like <laughs> stupid. He goes, Hennessy. Yeah. You, you, knew, you, knew, you knew what it was. And then just eating Skittles on the sideline. Like it's yeah, just, man. he's they protect him at all costs. He's a legend, man. Yeah, he's great. Marshawn. Like oh. him driving the uh the golf cart, golf cart in college. Great. Yes. But uh his former coach, Pete Carroll, said we're in good shape when referring to the quarterback situation in Seattle. May I remind you that the quarterbacks in Seattle are uh Drew Locke and Geno Smith. If they're in good shape, then I have Robert Walton's money in my bank account right now. You're in good shape to uh, get a stud quarterback in next year's draft. That's what good shape you're in. He might have been just saying, like, his players are in good shape because they're, like, NFL players, and they're, like, in good shape because um, they work out a lot. So I, I'm, I'm just going to go with that because he I don't know what, cannot be yeah. talking about quarterbacks. I don't know what more he could have done. Like, a John Snyder trading away Russell Wilson. Like, you, bake, you don't go after Baker Mayfield, especially you don't believe – believe in in baker mayfield and yeah. you know what were you gonna who are you gonna get mitchell trubisky like just just see what you got and draft a quarterback next year especially when you have you know cj stroud and and young and uh everybody else coming out but yeah. here's a fun one <laughs> to end this segment nationals reliever steve c shack threw cleats on a new balance dad shoe on father's day uh I would have particularly went with the Air Monarchs for the dad shoe. But if you had to throw cleats on any shoe to to play in a big league game, baseball game, what are you doing? It's definitely the Air Monarchs, but I'm assuming he had to put New Balance because he's a New Balance player. But I definitely, Fair. definitely, definitely would have done 
the Air Monarchs. They 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 called these shoes the Grill Master Three Thousands, um, and uh, <laughs> absolutely love that he did this. Love that he was creative about it because if you are not on social media, which a lot of people are surprisingly, um, if you're not on social media, uh, that has definitely been a trend of guys that on Father's Day wearing the Father's Day fit with the, the Nike Monarchs or the dad shoes with the high socks, you know, the jorts, the tucked in polo. Uh, it's just kind of a thing, a funny thing. I love every time somebody does it. It's just genuinely a, a funny trend that is on social media. And I absolutely love it. So uh, I, I will say this again. I've said it on numerous occasions. If I'm blessed enough to have a child, uh, at the first birthday party, my friends better bring me a pair of those and I will literally go and change and have the fit ready for it. If you guys bestow those upon me, just to my brother, uh, my buddy's friends did that to him. Uh, I saw it on social media. They, yes. they like the gender reveal or something like that. They, they gifted him a pair of monarchs. <laughs> He's a sneakerhead too. So like you knew he wore those. Oh my like, God. Of course. I would, tell, I would rock them. If you could throw cleats on any shoe, though, any shoe, you got uh, big league money. You're you're on the mm, you're start you're a starting pitcher on Father's Day. What are you doing? Uh, well, there's there's too many, Sam. So I'll give you probably three for me. I put one on a what was the one that I just had in my head? Uh, foam posits. Yep. I put it on foam posits. Wild. I put it on um, the I- Nike Air Zoom Flight 95s, which are the ones Jason Kidd wore. Yep. On those. I know what you're talking and about. I would also put it on. Uh, trying to think of one that I'm, I'm like thinking about the sneakers that are right in my room. Uh, this one, I wouldn't put it on. I would just wear them because I know there's they, they're just cleats as Griffies because he's my favorite baseball player of all time. So Those are good I ones. just wear some Griffies, Griffies for sure. I would have to. Some Griffies. Some Griffies, yeah. Uh, I would do something ridiculous. I would probably, like my favorite shoe is probably a Jordan 3. Just Solid. love them. But I would probably do something ridiculous, like put them on a pair of like Dior's, Jord- <laughs> uh, Jordans or something. If you're going to do that, you might as well get some Dior designer shoes and actually put them in there. But designer yeah. shoes are also super That's uncomfortable. Last week's segment of Sucks to Suck with Clint Frazier, our inaugural segment. Yeah, the one did. thing about that dude, he always had some tight cleats. Yeah, he did. Always had some tight cleats. He definitely did. Uh, hey, time to play Do You Care? We're going to skip oh. the Sucks to Suck this week because nothing really jumped out at us. and That's fine. Hey, yeah. uh, the NBA drafts on Thursday, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow when you hear this podcast eight o'clock on espn hosted by malika andrews who goes number one taze it, if it's not jabari i'm turning it off <laughs> the, uh, orlando magic smith. are on the clock you're talking about jamari jabari smith of yep. Auburn. yep if it's not him i'm turning it off um i'm not going to turn it off but it should be i probably won't turn it off either because yeah. you know i'm just being dramatic because but uh it should be him, but I, I said it before. I wouldn't be surprised if they went Chet Holbrum, um, but I would definitely go Jabari. It's crazy that the top three picks, potential top three picks, are not a guard. 
Yeah. <laughs> like they're a power forward and center, not a guard. I mean, they can play small forward because I mean, basketball nowadays is pretty much positionless, but uh, these guys are 6'10, 7 foot, 6'10. Uh, so that's Chet Holgram and then Paolo uh, Banchero from Duke, um, who is potentially landing with the Rockets and at three, and then Chet Holgram with uh, OKC at two which I feel like Chet, like I'm just picturing Chet. He just looks like he belongs in OKC. Like he just looks like he fits <laughs> the OKC vibe. Uh, it's just me. I don't know if it's just me. Gonzaga, um, but- big man. Uh, I really like Benchero. I don't think he's, I mean, I think Jabari Smith should be the, is the best player in the draft, mm-hmm. but I, I really like, I know he's a dookie, but. Yeah. And the, but the, um the whole, uh, cramps thing like kind of worries me a lot like he like he cramps up like his he loses so much water when playing that they he has to get like stretched out during the game it's kind of weird he's he's got to have a condition yeah i forgot i think they did say he is a has a condition but this is now he will be a an nba player where you have registered dietitians that are there that will actually be able to help him and fuel him for if he does the proper thing fuel him for uh games and whatnot uh but i mean let's just the order to give you guys real quick so one is orlando two is okc three the rockets houston rockets four sacramento kings five detroit pistons six indiana pacers seven portland trailblazers eight new orleans pelicans nine San Antonio from the Spurs, lakers 10 yes from the lakers and 10 the wizards um, and 11 I, the next he just had to throw that one in there um i'm just going to say this even though it's not it's going to probably be discussed that night since they are round out the top 10 bradley beal is staying with the wizards you think so he's still he says that he uh did he say made up his mind he's just kind of he's pretty much he pretty much yes is but i'm pretty sure he's staying with the wizards because he He's about to get super paid by them. And yeah, there's no reason it doesn't make sense extra for him to year, leave now. The yeah. super max. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense for him to leave now. Uh maybe they'll finally do something to just start really truly building around him because he's been there to giving him all these years. And Bradley Beal could have definitely gone to another team to be a contender years ago, but he's a loyal dude. Um, and I that's that's saying a lot. If you remember at the top of the show, we essentially were talking about how these superstar players have bounced around to so many different teams. And he literally has had several opportunities to leave the wizards. And every time he's doubled down and said, yeah, I'm staying here. So kudos to him. Any, uh, do you foresee any big moves happening on Thursday? There's been a lot of talk that the Kings want to move out from four. There's been a lot of teams like the Pacers, Knicks, interested i don't think they have the capital to move up to four but um any big splashes big trades you just mentioned beal staying you think at least um anything crazy you think's happening uh thursday night i think there's definitely going to be some some trades i'm i really feel like the lakers might try to do something i think they have to do something i don't know what they can do because teams are really not willing to to move like too much, with who though like they're I, gonna I try know. to move russ i i i do feel they would try to move russ i do 
but I don't know. They they also need to get younger in other positions because they lost a lot of good young players to go around Braun and, and whatnot with AD not staying healthy. They need some young athletic players that could essentially run and space the floor with, with Braun and whatnot. And so I think they're going to try to find a way, whether it's they trade in with another team to get something. Like, I don't know what they do. Um, but they need to do something badly and they need to pull a magic a rabbit out their their hat. I don't know if they have the capability of doing that, but they uh, don't have a draft pick in yep, this draft. I, yep. Yeah. I, I know. They they might do something and try to move something and probably and if, have to move. I, I don't know. I feel like it's against LeBron's DNA to have a young guy on his on the floor with him. He but he probably should now because he's, he needs to. He's, yeah. I mean, he's still LeBron. Yes, um, and I'm not going to slander him, but mm-hmm. he's a 36, seven year old LeBron. So, yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to see, right? Uh, yeah, so stay tuned uh, for the draft on Thursday night. Yes, what are you doing Thursday night? You, you doing the pod, your other yep. pod? Yep, for the love of hype, we'll be recording as and I was gonna I'll invite be... you over, but yeah, I'll probably whatever. have it on the monitor behind me just to watch it while we do the pod. Yeah, Friday morning for the love of pipe. Check it out wherever you listen to this. Hey, uh, last do you care? I guess you do care about the draft and know how much of a draft guy you are, as as am I. Um, the World Cup in 2026 is coming back to America, but not just the United States, North America as a whole. There are uh, you know, plenty of football stadiums in the in America that will be hosting. Uh, festivities anywhere from MetLife Stadium to, you know, LA, San, um, Kansas City. It's going to be a, it's going to be great to see. Do you care? Absolutely. I'm starting to save money up now for that because. Oh, nice. I will be, I will be going to MetLife for sure. I will go to Lincoln Financial for sure. I will go to Toronto if I have to for sure. Um. I've been wanting to go to the World Cup so bad. I want to go to Qatar this year if I can, somehow, some way. Don't know how I'd be able to swing it, uh, but I would love to go to Qatar to and they're, be a game. Yeah, and they're moving the Qatar World Cup from the summer to the fall because it's like 100 uh, degrees yeah, in yeah. Qatar right now. Yeah, it would be the World Cup would be going on right now. Legit. Yeah, it would be. Um, so that's going to be it's going to be weird with with. Um, Football and, and basketball getting into full swing, but especially football. It's going to be very inter- interesting. I think Fox has the rights to the World Cup. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what they how they balance all this. I'm curious to see what's going on with that. That'll be interesting. But yeah, Seattle's going to host a World Cup, uh, be a World Cup stage, and, and LA, Seattle right? goes nuts for uh, their uh, their soccer team, the MLS team. San Francisco, LA, mm-hmm. Dallas, Houston, Atlanta. Kansas Vancouver, City, right? Philly, as you mentioned, Boston, and uh, or you know New England there in Miami. Those are the North uh, United States okay. uh, locations. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I every year I get more and more into um, soccer and and the World Cup, and I I um, don't really have I don't really watch too much of it throughout otherwise but i want to change right time it's the right time because this is the most uh competitive men's soccer team that they've had since the landon donovan squads 
Um, so, and that those squads were good, but they never would have, they never amounted to any of the full scale European teams, but with Pulisic playing overseas, uh, there's a couple other young, really, really good players. Uh, they now have that that European talent on this team, like meaning playing in those Euro major Euro Premier Leagues, uh, and they have that talent on this team. So now they can contend with the powerhouses, and they've already shown that in the friendlies and the qualifiers and so on and so forth. So uh, that will be extremely, extremely, extremely interesting to see what they do. So, yeah. 20, 2026 will be uh, interesting times there. And it's been an interesting podcast. It has been. Hey, thanks for uh, sharing it with us, everyone. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as always, you can follow us on social media at Chasing Points Podcast and listen to this podcast and Brandon's other podcasts where, wherever you can. We're available like every major streaming platform. So I appreciate the uh, continued support. So, For Brandon, my name is Sam. This is episode 61 of the Chasing Points podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, peace. So, friends, it's ironic that I'm starting off with the word friends. Here's here's my rule. If you are a parent and we are close and you invite me to your first child's birthday party, I will be there. If we are really, really close and you invite me to any birthday prior to their fifth birthday, you have a stronger chance than anybody of me showing up, especially if we're really close. If we are former friends, now pretty much acquaintances, and you invite me to the first birthday party, I'll be there because I think we all know the first birthday party is not for the child because they're not going to remember they're one it's for the parents and it's a party. But if you invite me to any party after that, that the child is not aware of what is going on, I will not be showing up. Do not invite me. Don't do it. You're wasting your time. If you're expecting me to be there, you're absolutely wasting your time. If you're inviting me and you haven't spoken to me and I don't even know what your child likes to watch on TV, if they're watching Coco Melon or or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or what Yo Gabba Gabba, any of these crazy kid shows. Yes, I learned these kid shows because I have a lot of friends that are dads and I know. If I don't know what your kid's favorite show is, I don't know what your kid likes to do. Bluey. <laughs> Thank you. don't invite me to your party because I'm not coming because I'm not bringing a gift for poor little whatever their name is. And I'm not going to be there to show up for it. So stop inviting people just to invite people and have a money grab. Or if you want to invite them, like a good friend of mine said, really close friend, he's like really close, uh, you know, invite your friends over and don't ask them to bring a gift because their presence is a gift. You know? That was me. Wow. I just I said that. You. Wow, you I just, said that. Yeah, he just, he's ridiculous. Anyway, stop inviting me and stop inviting people. Let's make it let's make it a thing. Hashtag stop inviting your friends to your little child's party that they don't know your kid and they haven't spoken to you. Just stop the nonsense. Hashtag no new friends.
And on that note, bye.